You're listening to Inside the Village, where all news is local and no topic is off limits. So help me, Bob, it's bully in the alley. Welcome to another episode of Inside the Village for the week of March 15th, 2023. I'm Scott Sexsmith alongside Michael Friscalati, Editor-in-Chief here at Village Media. See how I toned that down a little bit? Yeah, this is what I was telling you last week. It's getting like uh, more and more dramatic every time you introduce me. I'm waiting for you to start screaming it. <laughs> That's next week. That's next week's tease. Uh, Inside the Village uh, brought to you by Mitch Snedden at Reverse Mortgage Pros for guides, articles, and information. Go to Reverse Mortgage Truth. All right, jam-packed show. Derek Turner, MIA this week, executive producer. He is at a undisclosed location, but we do know there is a beach, yes. palm trees, and perhaps a beverage or two. Yeah, didn't he promise? that He, he said this like 50 times. I'm going to zoom in from the beach. Just talk to, to yeah. talk, talk to him last night. Talk to him last night. He said, send me the link. Yeah, and then what happened when you sent him the link this morning? Nothing. Uh, crickets. Crickets, eh? Yeah, he oh, blew okay. us off. See, I can <laughs> I don't want to say how I can picture Derek right now, but you can imagine what he's doing right now on the beach, eh? He's, he's asleep. He is absolutely asleep. <laughs> he's going to have a drink. It's a well-earned uh, and deserved vacation, so uh, we certainly hope that he's enjoying it, but he will be back uh, next week. In the meantime, we're pleased to have Zach and Drew, a uh, very important part of the uh, ITV team, uh, doing all the heavy lifting for us uh, yeah, this week. and they set, up, they set up some interesting technology here that uh, we would – Yeah. It's, we, it's – what's the word? Uh, it's proprietary. It's, we can't, it's real technology that's like cutting it, edge. Stuff. Yeah. In, so, in uh, fact, we, we got to get a picture of this and include it in the B-roll so that the viewers can see. I don't the, know, uh, though, but, but I don't think we want other people copying, other podcasts copying our technology here. I don't know if we want to put that in there. I mean, that is some We'll wild. leave it up to them because <laughs> they, they invented it, and so I don't know if we want to- uh, That's some wild stuff uh, <laughs> right there. I will say this. We spare no expense here. <laughs> Or, or all expense, That's one right. or the other. Or we spend no money whatsoever, <laughs> and when you see it, you'll know exactly uh, what we're talking about. Right, yeah. Okay, jam-packed show. Uh, we're going to check in with Charlie Pinkerton uh, at the Trillium out of Queen's Park, see what's been uh, going on there. Uh, but I'm just absolutely thrilled uh, that you're about to make a, a pretty important announcement that involves <laughs> a, a big friend of the show uh, where uh, behind the scenes is concerned, uh, Bernard Landsbergen uh, out of Thorold Out today. of Thorold, yeah. Bernard Landsbergen's been a fantastic reporter there for us for a couple of years and uh, he was promoted today to the editor of Thorold today which Fantastic. is which is great for him and great for us and uh, the people of Thorold who read that site know that this guy is a reporter to the core he cover he covers the the soft stories really well, the really feel good stories, and he covers the hard news really well. And he knows how to, he knows what the stories he covers city council with a real laser sharp eye. And, uh, we're just thrilled that he's going to be joining us as the editor. Uh, he's going to be steering our coverage there in Thorold, which is part of our Niagara team there, as well as Niagara on the Lake Local and Pelham today. And uh, it's a great addition for us. So uh, congratulations to Bernard, and we're really excited. Absolutely. Great guy. Okay, uh, that's big news. Speaking of big, uh, a new big read uh, that uh, just uh, debuted, I believe it was uh, this past weekend, uh, from Jenny Lamutt from Sudbury.com, uh, in-depth story on homelessness uh, in Northern Ontario. Yeah, and this is one of those great examples of a story that's been a few months in the works, right? Um, uh, Jenny and, and the team at, at Sudbury uh, pitched this idea of, of writing about why homelessness in Northern Ontario is 
is worse than it is in Southern Ontario. Per capita, when you look at the numbers, they do have higher rates of homelessness in some of the big cities in, in, in the GTA, for example. And so her, her idea was to talk to a lot of the, the regional managers or the social services managers around Northern Ontario right. who deal with this problem and what are, what, how the pandemic sort of, you know, uh, sh- showed how bad the homelessness situation was and sort of what some of the solutions are. And it's one of those examples of, a real deep dive into an issue, right? Everybody knows that the homeless crisis has gotten worse since the pandemic. We've seen the emergence of 10 cities, sadly, and communities all across the province, and especially Northern Ontario, where, like I said, the, the, the rates are higher than they are in Southern Ontario. So she really explores that issue uh, and speaks to people on all sides of the issue, understand what's going on, and with some solutions in mind. So it's really a you know, if you live anywhere in Ontario, it's a great read, but especially if you live in Northern Ontario, if you live in the Sioux or in Timmins or in North Bay where you've seen this as a problem, uh, it's something you should definitely check out. A few weeks ago, uh, we announced the uh, launch uh, of the Trillium. It's uh, It's been a few days. Um, how's it been going? How uh, How's the team doing yeah. at Queen's Park? Oh, I'm, I'm super thrilled with how the Trillium's gone. I, I mean, I, I, as we, we just, we're going to have Charlie come on the show as well, but as I mentioned, the team... I'm getting a ton of great feedback about it, right? Especially from readers uh, around the province who might not necessarily be super tuned into what's going on at the legislative, legislative assembly. They're not really reading Queen's Park news that closely. They know it impacts them in certain ways. But for example, we're running a lot of that, their stories through our feeds, like in, in the Sault Ste. Marie or in Barrie or in Guelph. And people in those communities are really reaching out and saying, wow, this is, I, I didn't know this was going on. This is fantastic. So to have that presence for Village Media at, at, at Queen's Park, I think is just a, a real, uh, it's, it's, it's momentous, it's monumental for us. It's a big deal. It's a big yeah. deal for us to be there because what happens in provincial politics affects us all. And, uh, yeah, I just couldn't be more happy. And honestly, I'm just super thrilled with the team because they're just, uh, it's a group of really smart journalists who really know what they're doing. Uh, self-starters who every day talk to me about what they're working on. And I'm just, you're blown away. You're like, right on. That's fantastic. So uh, as you'll see, when we talk to Charlie, they're just doing great work there. All right. Let's, uh, let's get caught up with uh, Charlie Pinkerton from the Trillium. And we will do that next when Inside the Village returns right after this. Are you over 55 and considering a reverse mortgage? Receive the free guide that shows you how reverse mortgages really work. Reverse Mortgage Pros, providing trustworthy advice to help you make the right decision. To learn more, visit reversemortgagetruth.ca. Welcome back to Inside the Village, brought to you by Mitch Snedden at Reverse Mortgage Pros. For guides, articles, and information, you can go to reversemortgagetruth.ca. With Editor-in-Chief Michael Friscalanti, I'm Scott Sexsmith. Pleased, as always, to be joined on the line by the uh, Deputy Editor of the Trillium, Charlie Pinkerton from Queen's Park. Charlie, great to have you with us on uh, ITV again. Yeah, thanks for having me uh, back. So it's uh, it's been a couple of weeks. Are you guys uh, all set up out of a communal office? You got your own space. Uh, how uh, how have the last fourteen uh, days or so been for you? Yeah, they've gone well. Um, it's been I've been telling everybody pretty much the same thing. So far, so good. But it's uh, <laughs> you know a challenge with the day to day work while launching something and working with a whole bunch of new people and trying to figure out who to contact for this, that, and the other. But uh, yeah, it's gone gone well so far. We're working in. Uh, communal space, like you said, at Queen's Park, um, keeping our fingers crossed to trying to get uh, a bit of office space here. And so that's a work in progress. But, you know, all things considered, um, it's gone well. That's amazing. I have to say, I mean, obviously, I'm the editor and I read your stuff because I'm the editor, but I've just enjoyed that the coverage has been, it's been fantastic. What a resource yeah. for people in the province and our readers to be able to go and read. And every day, 
you guys are reporting stuff, you know, sometimes the stuff that, that, that quote unquote, everyone else is reporting, the big news of the day, but you're often digging up and, and writing about things that are kind of, people wouldn't know anything about unless you guys are writing those. It's just been a great mix of stories and uh, it's been fantastic. And the feedback I get from people who are reading it are just, they're blown away by it. And you know, what's amazing too, is a lot of readers in, you know, smaller communities around the province who might not necessarily be plugged into what's going on at Queens Park are enjoying seeing those stories running in their feeds. And no they're, question. They're really appreciating. So the, the feedback on our end has been great, Charlie. So I'm sure you sometimes feel like you're in a bubble and you don't always hear that kind of stuff, but it's been fantastic. No, I'm happy to hear it. So we're awesome. happy to be back and doing our work. Yeah. And, and today is one of those great examples of a great story, right? You, you wrote today, just the story just went up a couple hours ago. And I want to make sure I get this right, but the, the Ford government's been talking for a long time about setting up some rules around combat sports in the province. Tell us about your story. What, what's happening today? Yeah, so this was um, something that I was sort of surprised to come across. And, you know, I in my daily prep work for the day and what could be ahead, I, you know, tend to go through lots of different means of proactive disclosure. And I sort of came upon... Um, well, what led to the story on uh, the government's um, changes to how combat sports work, um, just in regulations, actually. And so I wasn't reporting um, at Queen's Park back in 2019. Um, I was on Parliament Hill then. And so it was actually back then that uh, the Ford government, this was less than a year after uh, it was elected, um, that they included in their first uh, budget bill, um, included a whole new act to replace, uh, you know, the current act, which is, is still in place for now, um, that really dictates how, um, yeah, combat sports, things like MMA, boxing, kickboxing, taekwondo, et cetera, um, are run in the province. And so, you know, it's taken um, till now for them yeah. to um, put in place the first um, pieces of that. And uh, yeah, that's what we reported on today. I'm uh, I'm thrilled to see Charlie that we've uh, settled all of the woes with education and healthcare and have moved on to mixed martial arts. <laughs> yeah, well, you, you know, it's it's funny that you say that because this, um, even though I wasn't covering, um, you know, Queens Park at the time, I remember back when the um, when this budget was introduced, it kind of you know raised a lot of eyebrows for. Um, not full on cuts to education and healthcare, but kind of cuts within those uh, ministries. Um, and then, you know, not so much this piece of the budget, but uh, the fact that there was many a booze reference um, was something that kind of caught people <laughs> off guard. I remember hearing the description calling it the, uh, I cannot remember for the life of me who this came from, but um, somebody in some column referred to it as the Vagasification of Ontario. And so, that. <laughs> so what is in the bill? What's going to change from the way it is now with combat sports in Ontario and the way they want it to be? Yeah, so the bill um, itself, um, it's quite longer than the, you know, its sort of predecessor that it'll eventually uh, replace in full. Um, what it does and what was uh, brought um, to fruition within the last couple of weeks um, is this advisory council that um, doesn't actually have members yet, but there's going to be this group of up to seven um, appointees by the government who will offer the uh, Minister of Sport um advice on what to do on mm -hmm. uh, combat sports. Um, this goes from, you know, how uh, 
events, what the fees for events should be, what the mm-hmm. regulations for the sports themselves should be, what the rules for sports should be. Um, and it's interesting that this is what came first because the government doesn't actually have to uh, listen to this group, um, you know, sort of assume they will. Um, but ultimately, this is kind of a rather small uh, piece of the overall act, which generally kind of, you know, reforms the whole um system around the sport it introduces inspectors for example which is not something that exists at the moment and so these are people who um, essentially inspect these types of sports system and they have the ability to um you know just ensure compliance and that includes giving fines um there's also going to be a a new commissioner that that is something that the current laws permit but you know new person new roles Mm -hmm. um things like that as well and so yeah overall when this was pitched it was sort of um by the minister at the time whose name what uh, is michael tobolo he's in a different portfolio now um his website says he's a uh fifth degree black belt in taekwondo if that means anything to anyone it certainly doesn't to me (laughs) but um yeah, he, he sort of pitched this as uh, a way to make um, these sports uh, safer and to mm-hmm. also to attract more of these kind of yes. events to yeah. Ontario. And mm-hmm. so a lot um, a lot is yet to be seen because most of it is not implemented yet. And that'll mean that, you know, really kind of the nuts and bolts of the bill will be fleshed out in um, future regulations. But, you know, this kind of indicates after four years, finally movement uh, on this. And is the big plan just to get more of this kind of live events in Ontario? Because I don't maybe there's not as many. I don't even do mixed martial arts in Ontario. I guess it's a lot. You're you're asking the wrong guy. Is that part of it right here, Charlie, to get more of these kind of events and make more money off these events? Yeah, you know, that was that was the idea um, way back when I would, you know, kind of assume that that holds as the intention behind this. It, it, that definitely tracks with um, what the Ford government was angling for with with that budget, like I said. Um, and so, you know, again, we'll, we'll we'll sort of see how successful that is uh, in luring these kind of events. But uh, I guess just speaking anecdotally, um, I know there have been some, uh, you know, say UFC events attracted mm. to uh, Toronto, mm. but um, those are certainly far and in between. Yeah. And you, you mentioned the pricing uh, structure, Charlie. I've I've heard that some of the venues, if you pay the premier pricing tier, they'll throw in a free stag and dough. Oh, man. We have our resident comedian here, Charlie. Do we want to talk about the stag and dough, get an update yeah, on that? Yeah, we should get an update on yeah. that. Yeah. What's, what's... Well, but, but hold on. All right. Okay. No, no, no. That, that that's, that's good. Any, anything else we need to know about this, Charlie, that you think is important in terms of this, uh, the, the combat rules? Yeah, I, I guess I would just say that it's, um, you know, this is something that was kind of long forgotten until um, the last few weeks and months before that when the uh, initial... Um, you know, regulations to be consulted on were published. But, um, you know, I would kind of watch this space going forward because uh, this signals some sort of movement. So it'll be interesting to see how this develops and how kind of this, um, well, umbrella of sports changes. For sure. And as we know, as we talked about last time you were on the show, um, the stag and doe story is something that you covered from the beginning as a story you continue to cover and, and a big thing that a lot of people in Ontario are interested in, in talking about. Um, and I believe it was last week I was watching you grill the premier during mm-hmm. a particular press conference about um, whether the integrity commissioner had taken into account the fact that 
people had paid to go to this stag and doe when they when supposedly when the commissioner supposedly one thousand percent cleared the premier. Um, where would we stand in the story? Are we still waiting to hear from the integrity commissioner about whether they will there will be an investigation. Yeah, so that's the current situation with the integrity commissioner. Um, I believe it was within the last two last two or three weeks that the NDP leader Mara Stiles um, requested. Um, an investigation kind of on the grounds of the stag and the wedding who attended, mm-hmm. which was developers. And then in kind of the larger um, context of the green belt changes and uh, the integrity commissioner hasn't uh, made a decision yet. Um, I've asked uh, his office numerous times for <laughs> what that decision is, what the timeline is, but yeah. um, you know, they, they uh, keep things uh, pretty tight until they're ready to make a decision. So it could be any day, it could be any week, it could be months away. Um, you know, they'll uh, they'll take the time that they need to do that, and we'll have an update at some point for sure. And our, you know, our job as journalists is to ask these questions and get to the core of the story that we're we're looking into. And I know from experience, sometimes covering a story like this. You get a lot of people in your ear sort of saying, you know, why, why is this an important story? I don't understand why this is something that you're, you're focused on. I'm sure with this story, you're getting that sort of feedback from various readers, from people around Queen's Park. What kind of stuff are you hearing about the fact that this story is even such a, something that the journalists and you included are so serious about and are chasing down? Yeah, well, you know, it sort of varies. Like on one end of the spectrum, um, there are people who are very, very interested and very um, concerned about what it looks like. Um, and then on the other end of the spectrum, there are people who say, hey, this is the premier's personal life. Um, who cares if developers are his friends and attended uh, his daughter's wedding, stag and doe? Um, I would say more of what I hear is uh, the former. Um, but, you know, such is uh, such is the job. That's right. Uh, Charlie, I guess another big story uh, this week coming out of Queen's Park, uh, Nipissing MPP Vic Fidelli announcing the uh, EV battery plant uh, going to be housed uh, out of St. Thomas. Uh, what can you tell us about how that came together and uh, what the reaction's been? Yeah, so we know that uh, over the last number of months, dating back to I think around the middle of last year, um, that a series of meetings um, picked up between uh, Ford government officials, including uh, Fideli, who, um, you know, is somebody uh, in the, you know, kind of inner circle of the uh, cabinet with Premier Ford. I'll, I'll drop I'll drop a fun fact for you here. There's uh, in calendars of Fords I've received before. Vic Fideli is the only minister to have uh, regular biweekly meetings with the premier. So, um, you know, kind of speaks to their closeness there. Um, but, you know, Fideli, he kind of has been described and I think he described himself as, as a salesman. And so uh, in the portfolio that he holds, he spends a lot of time meeting with companies like Volkswagen um, and, you know, made other major um, other major auto manufacturers. And uh, there's been a number of these kinds of announcements under the Ford government. It's really been a priority for them. And so, uh, yeah, since I guess late last year, these uh, meetings between um, Fidelity staff and other Ontario government officials and those with um, those who work for Volkswagen, uh, they really started picking up. And yeah, I, as, as I understand it, it was yesterday that Volkswagen made the decision that yep, they're going to build this um, this plant in St. Thomas to uh, make uh 
cells for their uh, EV batteries. Um, this will work, as the companies described it, kind of in tandem with a plant that they plan to open in South Carolina. Um, so this company, Volkswagen, um, which typically uh, manufactures its cars overseas in Europe, I uh, was trying to you know, establish a larger presence here in North America, and this is uh, a part of it. And so all things considered, it's, you know, pretty good news for the government um looks to be good news for st thomas and the surrounding area we don't know how many jobs will be created the economic impact things like that uh, i've been told that you know those are sort of uh details that will be answered um uh, at a later time but you know the, the government was certainly pretty excited uh and not just the provincial government the, the federal government as well mm -hmm. about this yesterday for sure as the spring session continues at queen's park what are uh, some of the other big stories that we, we can expect that uh, people around Ontario will be interested in coming out of Queens Park. Yeah. So next week, uh, I believe it's next week. Um, there is the, um, the budget. Mm -hmm. um, that's always, you know, one of the biggest days of the year here at Queens Park. Um, lots of journalists around, you know, we're in lockup all day and then we kind of dump all this news uh, whenever the budget is tabled um, in the afternoon. Um, I find this year's quite interesting because of how really the economic forecasts have changed in the last nine months, six months, three months. Um, it's been really kind of volatile about what what is kind of on the horizon. And for a while, the Ford government was, I guess I would say, tempering expectations about what might be in their budget. But from what I've kind of gleaned recently is that has changed a little bit. And so, um, you know, we never know what's in these things. The government isn't supposed to disclose them before the budget as a whole is released and tabled. Um, we probably will hear, you know, a couple little tidbits uh, early. Um, but yeah, that's certainly something that will be a big deal next week and, um, you know, going forward as well. All right, good stuff. Lots on the go at uh, Queen's Park. Charlie Pinkerton from the Trillium, as always. Charlie, thanks for this. No problem. Uh, anytime. Careful that, what you wish for. Yeah, Don't that, say anytime. That was <laughs> that, that was fantastic, Charlie. Yeah, we appreciate it. You just you're one of those. You're just you're a super smart journalist who knows how to report, uh, be a great reporter, but you're also great at just speaking about what yeah. you do and what's going on. So we appreciate it. Reporters, editors, and journalists who go the extra mile to get the story and get it right. Go behind the scenes with those who cover the stories that matter most to you and your community. Look for it in the Village Features section of your favourite Village Media website across Ontario. Back to wrap on Inside the Village, brought to you by Mitch Snedden at Reverse Mortgage Pros, guides, articles, and info. Go to reversemortgagetruth.ca. And by the way, if you want to reach out to uh, Frisco, myself, uh, Derek, when he's back from the beach, heck, even uh, Zach or Drew, ITV at villagemedia.ca. Uh, email is open 24-7. I know you're checking it. Are we getting some emails? It's, uh, it's crazy. Uh, can't keep up. 
I, I not even <laughs> with a straight fit. Can't, can't even say it. And Scott LG hasn't emailed you, I guess. He's no longer talking to oh. me. I, <laughs> I don't know about you. I pass him in the hall, just get a dirty look. That's it. That's it. He made, yeah. I won't even look at him. He's got like his head yep. down like this. I, I, uh, I, I think we've, uh, I think we've upset all, him. All we did was put out the invitation. That's I, it. Uh, we were kind about it, but. The door is always open to Scott. That's right. You had a question after we let Charlie go about shoes. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, I don't know if this is still a thing and and, and I wish I had asked him. uh, Do the finance ministers always buy a new pair of shoes? Is that still a thing on budget day? I only recall it being something the federal finance minister did, but it could be something that the, I mean, I know you buy new shoes for every episode of our show. (laughs) If people could only see what's on my feet during our shows. Um, we never do the waist down shots. Anymore. No, and there's a reason for that. Yes, yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll have to uh, ask Charlie that the next time uh, he's on the show. The full episode next week just about shoes, finance minister's shoes. We could. And by the way, wonderful selection of footwear uh, available at Moore's. Just shout out to <laughs> Aldo and the crew for uh, making sure that uh, you and I've got some duds uh, each and every week. All right. Uh, we're out of here back again uh, next week. If you're up for it. Let's do it. All right. Let's do it. Inside the Village can be found wherever you get your favorite podcast, of course, across the uh, Village Media Network and at insidethevillage.ca. For Editor-in-Chief Michael Friscaletti, I'm Scott Sexsmith. Talk to you next Wednesday. You've been listening to Inside the Village. Frisco and Scott's wardrobe, provided in part by Moore's Sault Ste. Marie.